Marsha is a person not only of great passion and resolution, but of great technical skill as well. Uh, I want to just kind of spend a few minutes uh, sharing with you this morning uh, the the issues and challenges from a local perspective. Uh, we've heard from the, the federal and the state, and of course we face uh, uh, the, the same issues and a little bit different uh, different solution opportunities. Talk a little bit, as Marcia did, a little bit about demand, a little bit about our revenue sources, uh, and then some of the options and strategies that we have for moving forward. Just in terms of um, the demand, what's happened in Orange County, we have enjoyed over the last uh, 30 or 40 years uh, tremendous growth uh, in, in Orange County, and although the pace is slowing, uh, we certainly anticipate that continuing for the foreseeable future. But not only, not only have we had uh, tremendous growth in our, our population, but that one and a half to two million folks that, that live here full-time in Central Florida pales in comparison with the, the 50 million people that come to Central Florida every year and enjoy our attractions and our sunny weather and our uh, transportation systems. Um, it comes as no surprise, obviously, to anyone in, in this room that, uh, as our, that our roadway mileage, our lane miles of road has not kept pace with the, the usage and therefore we have uh, increasing congestion. And at the local level, a dramatic increase in our transit usage, our Lynx bus system, which helps to move, uh, helps folks get around our, uh, downtown area and, uh, and our, and our region has more than doubled twice over the last 20 years, the ridership has. So what we have uh, is an increasing population, uh, and a lot of a lot of visitors that are coming in uh, on on a annual basis. We've got, of course, a, a transportation system that is not growing uh, and and not keeping pace with that use, and a shift towards transit. So what can we do? What uh, what tools are at our disposal to work with that? At the local level, we have uh, we've relied very heavily in the past on impact fees, which are developer-generated uh, uh, fees, to to supplement gas tax revenue. We've relied very heavily on general revenue sources such as sales taxes and property taxes, um, user fees uh, such as tolls and and uh, fare box revenue. And then public-private partnerships. Uh, just to give you an idea of what this looks like from a revenue standpoint, gas taxes make up a little bit more than half of the revenue picture. This is historical. Gas taxes have made up a little bit more than half of the revenue picture uh, for Orange County. Impact fees a little bit more than a third. And then uh, the remainder being funded through the other uh, sources that I mentioned, not including user fees. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, about gas taxes in in um, in Florida counties, and I'll, I'll just speak here for the counties. Counties have the ability to levy up to about 12 cents a gallon. Uh, very few counties have actually levied that full 12 cents. Orange County has levied only six cents uh, of that, and you know, moving beyond that will require either a voter referendum or a supermajority vote of the the county commission. As you heard from um, uh, from Jim and Marcia both. The uh, the gas tax revenue is is kind of failing us because it's it's not indexed to price and it's it's affected by fuel efficiency. So we've actually seen historically falling revenues um, 
and uh, in, in terms of impact fees, in terms of gas taxes. Our impact fees, are our next largest funding source uh, is generated by developers. Uh, it's used to, um, to create and to address deficiencies caused, theoretically at least, by that development uh, applied towards major roads, uh, specifically tied to growth, uh, and it's it's uh, it's uh, proportional to the impacts that that growth causes. The economy and the, um, uh, the 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 building situation in Central Florida has caused, as as gas taxes has caused our impact fee revenue to drop. You can see from this picture what's happening with our impact fee revenue. Um, uh, the probably the next largest thing, and what we what we came to rely on over the last um, the last ten years or so, was a lot of public-private partnerships to to supplement our our, uh, our traditional gas tax and impact fee program. We entered into a lot of public-private partnerships, and that works out very well. Uh, that certainly will be a strategy for the future, also. But as the economy slows, our partners' ability to enter into uh, public-private partnerships slows as well. So that's um, uh, that's an issue that we have had to face. Let me turn now a little bit to um, what happens and what, what is happening right now in the present and what we uh, see for the near future. Um, we talked about the impact of gas prices on uh, the uh, the revenue stream for, for fuel tax, uh, construction costs um, and declining revenue, and all of this uh, turns to transit and transit funding, and that's a, that's a big issue at the local level. Uh, I'm not going to talk about gas, gas prices. We know that um, uh, gas prices and diesel prices are, are increasing dramatically. We all know the construction costs have, uh, have gone up. But here in Florida, to that, uh, to that conglomeration of events, we added a new twist uh, we we added uh, uh, when we had de- decreasing revenues on gas taxes and impact fees, we added property tax reform. Uh, a large part of our revenue stream uh, at the local level is generated by property taxes. And uh, last year, we rece- in in view of uh, skyrocketing housing costs, we received a mandate from from our citizens to cut property taxes and to cut them immediately and to keep them down. And so uh, so our state legislature did that in response to the uh, in response to the citizens. What that did though at a local level was have a very dramatic impact and I'll, I'll just speak for Orange County on our road pro, on our road building ability and our ability to provide alternatives to roads such as uh, transit. We had shifted our, uh, because our gas taxes and our impact fee revenue were declining, we had kind of shifted our future vision over to property taxes, seeing that move forward, and created a program based on property taxes. And this is, um, first year budget, we had had, um, 200, a $250 million program to supplement the gas tax and impact fee program. And uh, after property tax reform, that budget went from 250 million to 91 million dollars. Just as significant, though, is what happened to our ability to fund transit. As as fuel costs go up and congestion goes up, we see ridership going up on uh, our local bus system, and 
and at the same time, those rising fuel costs and other factors are causing the uh, the, the the links bus systems costs to go up. They need more money. We have, since most of their funding, or a significant portion of their funding, came from property taxes, they needed more money, but we had a reduced ability to provide that funding for them. So we have, uh, as I think Marcia used the term perfect storm, uh, we have a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of growth. We have a, a transportation infrastructure that is lag, lag behind, and certainly our current uh, funding structure will not meet those needs. So where can we go? What can we do about this? One of the um, one of the foundations that we look at at the local levels is our growth management strategy. Um, we promote and try to incentivize uh, uh, as best we can good live work play communities that reduce the demand on on our on our um, um, on our on our transportation infrastructure. We try to promote transit oriented development that will uh, incentivize folks to utilize the transit system and, again, reduce the demand on our transportation infrastructure. The, the challenge, of course, with the growth management as a strategy is that it's, it's a long-term picture. It's, you know, it'll, it'll show fruition 20 years from now, but it doesn't, uh, doesn't do much to affect our, our ability to address these needs today. So we also have the ability to increase funding in certain areas. We have uh, sources like uh, gas taxes, um, like an infrastructure sales tax, which has been uh, implemented in, in other jurisdictions. Uh, we have, and those are, those are existing sources that can be uh, supplemented. We have uh, wholly new sources, such as a, a rental car surcharge, that has a great benefit, at least here in Central Florida and, and other rental car intensive uh, areas like Miami and, and others. Um, a charter county transit surtax to provide some some dedicated funding for transit and and other needs such as our our commuter rail system uh, and and just to give you an idea of what this means uh, from a budget standpoint, our deficit right now, our transportation deficit in Orange County is about eight billion dollars uh, billion with a B in case I I was didn't articulate clearly. A local option the local option gas tax. If we did uh, the remaining five cents on that, would generate about twenty-six million dollars a year. Uh, the ninth cent, the one cent remaining on that, would generate uh, a little over five million dollars a year. As you can see, these numbers are, are kind of small in comparison to the need. They help, but not a lot. Uh, rental car surcharge, similarly, about thirty-two million dollars a year. It's um, a brick in the wall, but it's certainly not uh, the panacea. One thing that we've looked at several times in the past uh, in Central Florida has been an infrastructure sales tax. Um, we The most recent uh, effort for that was uh, called Mobility 2020, and that went to a voter referendum, and the voters decided that they did not want to implement that. Uh, but a sales tax in, in Central Florida certainly has uh, an ability to, to, uh, to generate the type of revenue that's needed to, to help address our transportation system, as does the um, the transportation uh, the transit sales tax, the Charter County transit sales tax that I mentioned uh, a minute ago. We are also 
and I, I think this we, we have absolutely no choice in this. We are uh, turning more frequently and more openly to creative funding mechanisms at the local level, working with property owners and, and uh, landowners to, uh, to create uh, financing structures like community redevelopment agencies, community development districts, utilizing uh, uh, ta- uh, tax increment financing, you know, issuing, issuing bonds against a long-term TIF um, to create an infrastructure picture. Right now, uh, depending on how you count them, there's somewhere between 9 and 14 CRAs in Orange County. And we've got three on the table right now that we're we're working on. Three more on the table that we're working on. I think that this is um, this certainly something that's a wave of the future. We're also seeing uh, an increased reliance on uh, our toll facilities, even though the the gas tax, I mean the the uh, gas prices and the economy is uh, somewhat slowing the demand on uh, on our toll systems. Still, it is a more stable revenue stream than uh, than many of the others. And so we're seeing a shift towards a reliance on those toll facilities. And that's probably a good thing. And we, uh, we will continue, uh, again, we have no choice but to continue to focus on uh, public-private partnerships and uh, partnerships with uh, DOT and, and others to try to, to try to address some of these needs. So let me just kind of wrap up right here. We've had, as I mentioned, a growth in, in um, uh, tremendous growth in our demand on our transportation system uh, with constrained revenue, something you've heard uh, a common theme and comes as no surprise. And, and at the local level, we need to look at growth management strategies. Uh, we need to look at some of the additional revenue options like, like the, the – um, um, uh, rental car surcharge and others. Now, I will echo what um, what Jim said with respect to uh, gas taxes. I don't think there's much of an appetite uh, at at local level, uh, certainly for raising gas taxes as we're paying almost four bucks a gallon for gas. Uh, I just I, I don't see that happening too much. I do see us moving much uh, much more rapidly towards creative funding mechanisms like uh, TIF financing and, and CRAs and CDDs and others, and continuing to focus on public-private partnerships. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I will wrap up and turn the podium over to Bill.